the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Just cause I love my podcast. Working fans. I shed blood for my podcast. Ra-da-da. Let a podcast holler where my podcast. The pussy at. All I want to hear is right here, my podcast. Somebody say something about a podcast. You won't take this from me, baby. You will not take this from me, baby. Fans, welcome to the Working Fans Podcast presents, aka Slippery Joe's Funhouse, where we bring you a bonus podcast each week presenting your favorite podcast's favorite stuff. Now, we have some Tape Trader's Guide to the 90s coming up. We have some Cult in Connecticut. We'll be bringing you some Peter X. Murawski and a variety of other things through year two. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to four 82 designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's a light years better than our first one. Also, like, the vibes of washer and dryer, they look good, and they're good quality. Nice, and those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Guys, welcome back to Working Fans Music Cast, Episode 5. And this week, we have a big guest. We have Young D, the CEO and President of Connecticut People Records. Let's get some quick reads out of the way. As always, we are brought to you by the Pro Wrestling Vault, Volume 1, 35 short stories across the wrestling landscape. Every book is autographed by one of 11 wrestlers featured in the book. That is a huge bonus. And this book is is written by the man who wrote Lance by Chance, Wrestling is Avon Eric. Both books are available at lancebychance.com. But you're not here for the wrestling talk. You're here for the music. And prior music cast guests have been AO Money Meach. We've had Camouflage. We've had the psychedelic doom metal of When the Deadbolt Breaks. We had the heavier rock of Buzzard Canyon. And today, we're joined by the CEO and president of Connecticut People Records, another hip-hop guest I am super excited to have here. Young D, how are you doing today? And how the world doing? How's all your fans doing? How are all my fans doing? I'm excited to be here today. Now, I got familiar with you through Camouflage. Can you tell me... He talked about on the show how he met you, but can you tell me about how you met Camouflage and kind of what that's meant for your career? <laughs> Hopefully these stories align up perfectly. 
I, I've lived out in Colchester. Well, I always did all my academic school years out there, starting from like third grade, fourth grade, I've been out there. So Cam was one of the first people that I essentially met in Country Place. That was our neighborhood that we grew up in, where it was like, it was a lot of kids out there, but you know, in Colchester, it wasn't a lot of black people, wasn't a lot of minorities, wasn't a lot of, geez, you know what I'm saying? So we all like kind of stuck together. We all kind of formulated this bond. We all like to skateboard and make music and just chill out, play basketball. He's got younger siblings. I have siblings. We all like, we were all just together. You know what I'm saying? So we all had these passions and hobbies. And when it came down to music, probably like in high school or like, I would say, yeah, like ninth grade or something like that. We started recording on an iMac with no microphone, no nothing, just bopping the instrumentals and stuff like that. For me and Cam, like like I said, we've been we was cool even before that, just skateboarding and all that. So when we started doing music, that was like a no brainer. We were always gonna be like together. And he had a real like positive mindset. I'm pretty open minded and positive myself. You know, like we get along with a lot of people and stuff like that. So we just knew that no matter what we dove into together, like it was gonna be a positive outcome. We wanted to be like professional skateboarders back in the day. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> professional rappers. We wanted to be professional with everything that we went hard for, you know? So it just happy that something like this was able to pan out for us, come to come into fruition, you know? Yeah, and from what he said, I mean, you guys had the hustle early on. He said you were selling mixtapes in like eighth grade at school. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We used to make... <laughs> We used to like rap on instrumentals. I don't know if people like remember these days, but like we used to get CDs with instrumentals already on them, like before YouTube and stuff like that was like super hip. You know, we used to get these like J Arm CDs and P Cutter instrumentals and different mixtape CDs with a list of instrumentals. And we'll just splash all of them, splash all of them, make our own versions to the songs, and then go to school and try to like just hustle these mixtapes, you know what I mean, and get money from that. That's how I eventually got enough money to even start my own basic studio. We made a, we made a good amount of money doing that. So I, I can't forget the past. The past is how we got to all it is today. So I remember sure. those days of mixtapes because I didn't rap, but I would pick up like maybe four or five mixtapes at a time. And I would I would always get like the heavy hitters that they had out. But I'd always want like at least one instrumental tape just right. to hear like what they had. And I, I just, I love the beat. So sometimes just getting the beats without the vocals on it was a draw in itself. Right. Sometimes that alone just kind of, people get attracted to that too. Sometimes not everybody wants to be a rapper or do music in particular, but sometimes instrumentals can draw a certain vibe out or a certain type of attitude or something even when we skateboard sometimes i'm just listening to the instrumentals because i don't need all the words in my ears just just need that bop whatever the drums are the guitars whatever it is that i'm gonna move for when i'm skating that helps me out so yeah because there's some songs i really like for the like the lyrics and the way the story flows but then other times it's the beat and when it comes together perfect, it's the lyrics and the beat together that just kill it. Like a holy matrimony or something like that. You know, when they get married together, there's good lyrics yep. and beat that makes a good record or a good song. That's very important, especially in the industry that I'm in, is to make good songs, you know, so. Yeah, now, I Connecticut People Records, when did this start? How did this all kick off? Was this around the time with the mixtapes? Is that like the early start of things? Yeah, Connecticut People Records was 
was an idea even before the actual like like the CPR came into effect like CPR Connecticut people records like that was like an acronym I kind of like created when I was in college because I was just trying to get into like a business aspect of what we were doing because with country place it used to be like CPG like we already had like the letters in a sense like CP it's almost missing the R from the beginning you know so I just yeah. Just kind of like re rebranded it, like renamed everything. I, I knew it was gonna be bigger than Country Place, bigger than Colchester, you know. So I was just like Connecticut, you know, Connecticut people records. And it just so happens that being as witty as we are, creative we are, like CPR just started ringing bells. Like everybody's like, oh, that's just that's the name right there, CPR. That's like for everybody. That's for the state. Like bringing life back to the game and you know just heard a lot of things a lot of positive reactions to the name so we definitely kept that and just ran with it so. yeah because plus like in the rap game it's not like connecticut is overly represented so to <laughs> see your state on the name yeah. it's like you know that's coming from where you're at proud to, proud to like put out the work that's from connecticut like you said not a lot of representation from connecticut there's a few mainstream artists that have made it from Connecticut but even sometimes then they like represent a different area or you know say that they weren't from Connecticut so <laughs> to know that we could have a real physical chance of being in the industry and stamp like from our area and just be proud of that like it's a pride thing so for sure like I would love to be all over the world and telling people yeah I'm from Connecticut you know Connecticut people records not a not a lot going on over here but we sure as hell got a lot of talent over here you know 100% now what were some of the earliest releases that came out like when you officially became CPR yeah do you know like do you remember what some of those first releases were and what did it feel like to put those out at that time some of our old like some of our earliest mixtapes at least even like before cpr we was like camouflage was always really good at art like drawing and graphics and stuff like that so he was real quick to whip us up like cover arts for our mixtapes we used to have a series of mixtapes you could call it we had one called per capita income we had one called preamp hustler starve these are all mixtapes that are actually still available on um that piff.com if you like search just Connecticut people records on Google, you might be able to come across these old projects. And back in the day, we was just excited. We didn't have no real expectations though, you know? Like we didn't have like, yo, let's sell this many copies or let's make a name for ourselves. Like we almost kind of didn't care about that. We just did it for the love. You know what I mean? Like I didn't charge people for studio time. I didn't, there was a lot of things that was kind of just happening from the heart. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of it is business oriented now. I still say that there's a lot of passion into it, but you do got to make the pay the rent here and all this other stuff. So we get paid for this type of stuff now. But before back in the days, it was just really fun to be with your family and just put out music just for the hell of it and not actually have a destination or a goal of what was going to happen with it. You know what I mean? And isn't that kind of the one of the factors of success is you have to do it for free for long enough to one get your reps in kind yeah. of to like build you know build some goodwill like learn what you're doing and then eventually when the time comes you're like nah i've been doing this for long enough like yeah. i deserve to get paid and then for you sure. can start making a living off of it but you have to bet on yourself you have to sacrifice yeah. those hours of doing it for free or 
helping put other people on but the experience it gives you is so much more like oh, yeah. we're not even overly successful in podcasts but we realize you got to do all these little things to get your name out and right. everything is a step to the next thing right right and i was i initially in music at least i say started off a rapper you know what I mean? Like no intentions of I'm going to be an audio engineer or a producer making beats or a videographer shooting people's music videos or promoter or, you know, these different factors in the game just didn't really, not to say exist to me, but I just didn't think about it like that. So we was all rappers. All of us, you know, all of my friends, camouflage, everybody that we was involved with were all rappers. And we all kind of just like took little side roles to make things get better for us, you know, like I was the one that used to hustle a lot or like get money, I guess you could say, when we were young. So I did that and bought us our first home studio that was in my apartment. I and mean, we just recorded all the time. Camouflage was good at using like EJ on PlayStation and, and putting whipping up beats together and parappa to rapper and <laughs> different programs that we used to just like finesse. I don't even remember how we came across half the stuff that we did, but some of that stuff was probably our best work just because it was like, there was no money involved with it. And it was just like, no time. Pure hunger, pure fun. Pure hunger, pure fun. I was up shooting videos for us and using Final Cut back in the day to render videos and put the audio on top of it, color correction, transitions, all these random things that, like you said, you put under your belt as like accolades. So when you do start charging for what you do, people get really surprised that you know more than what you just provide the service for, you know? People just think up front, like, oh, I'm just an engineer. They come in here, they record in the studio and stuff, and they think that's it. And then I tell them that I offer production and I offer marketing and I offer artist development, connected with videographers and all that stuff. People be like, what? Like, damn, you, you do a lot. And I'm like, yeah, bro, like, you gotta, you gotta know a little bit of everything to accomplish the whole picture. You can't just be strong in one area. It's, it's not broad enough. You know what I mean? You gotta be. Oh, yeah, you gotta be multi-versatile because. Multitasking. Yeah, it's not like you're going to get big and they're going to have this one spot that you're going to be able to fit in to do your thing. Like, right. you can do that, but you're so much more valuable if you can do that and maybe a little bit of this. And even if you can't do it, I let me get somebody on the phone. I'll connect you with somebody that can get that done. Over the years from being involved in the industry and stuff like that, that's the one thing I realized that going to all these, not just open mics, going to everywhere, events, showcases, pop-up shops, open mics, these things. I always bring my business cards with me and stuff like that. I'm always branding my stuff, like always got the label on somewhere, like on a hat, sweatshirt, whatever the case is. I got backpacks, everything. And you just always want to market yourself and brand yourself. You never know who you'll come across and you never know how somebody else can almost benefit your situation. I started realizing that we all pretty much use each other, but like in a positive way, not using each other in a form that it's negative. Like I'm just going to use you for podcasts or something like that. We realized that, okay, it's a benefit that you have me on your podcast is a benefit that I have your crowd now from your podcast to be able to see me. You know what I mean? It's like everybody can utilize each other and become more successful, more famous, you know? So it is weird because I've thought about that exact thing that I'm like, sometimes it feels so dirty. It's like, um, like I feel bad when I'm like, oh man, can I use your music to promote you? But I'm like, <laughs> it's kind of like a mutual thing. There's no like malice in it. It's like, 
I just want to put you on and it helps like if I can feature a song. And like you said, it's we all got to give a little. And I talk about that all the time with the guys on my podcast. They want to do all these big things advertising wise. And I'm like, but yeah, what are we going to offer to them? You know, is that our audience? Are we you can't just go up and ask for money and not have something that you're going to give. You can't just hope that somebody's going to like you. You have to be product to a degree. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. One hand wash the other in this industry for sure. You will get stiffed a lot. Like I've been in situations where I've thought, you know what I mean, that I was going to go tick for tack with somebody or, you know, they do this, I do that or whatever. And sometimes you, it, it'll feel like it'll feel like sometimes maybe you got to put in more work than the other party is putting in per se. You know what I mean? I realized that in life. Everything feels like a like a high school group project or something where it's like everybody gets put in this group to do this project. And no matter who does the most work and who does the least work, you're all going to get the same grade off of this. Like you're all going to get the C or the, the B or the A, you know what I'm saying? So it's like sometimes I have to look past the fact that I'm working with individuals that don't always have the same drive as me or don't wake up in this with the same attitude as me every day. Or sometimes you got to be that rock with the group. You know what I mean? That that rock that holds everything together or you know what I mean? Like some people play the background and that's just as important, like not in front of the cameras all the time. And, you know, everybody has something to offer, something to contribute. So I, I went through a lot of ups and downs trying to balance that and get that energy correct. But now that I realize that everybody's going to just put in what they feel like is it and you're going to reap whatever you put in. So if you put in the less amount of work, you're going to get the less amount of results at the end. But yeah, you can still climb up with us. You know what I'm saying? You can still get to to the top with us. But, you know, when we're eating, whoever put in the most work, they're going to get that biggest part. You know what I mean? It's going to trickle down to whatever you done put in there. But I realized that. And it just, that whole school, high school project mindset kind of like, helps me get by with that all the time. Some people come in here stressed out, struggling, wondering why their producers aren't giving them enough beats or their raps aren't coming out strong enough or why they're not getting enough attention when they put their songs out or whatever the case is. And I just ask them, you know, like, what have you done or what is your team doing or what are we doing? How can we help to, you know, get this to enhance, to get a better grade for whatever we're aiming to achieve? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that type of mindset, you got to just... You got to embrace it, stay open-minded, and just hope for the best, really. That high school project thing is the perfect way of looking at it. Because even (laughs) on our podcast, there's three of us. And I've got a co-host that I will regularly get to with things where, like, there'll be a disagreement between me and the third host. And I'll be like, hey, man, can you talk to your boy here? Because, like, one time I got mad because he did something. And he didn't give credit to somebody else. And I'm like, well, that just looks tacky. And he goes, I thought we do tacky. And I got so mad. I called up my buddy and I'm like, I'm a vent to you for a minute. Cause I'm like, we do a lot of things. We'll be crass. Sometimes we'll be out there, but I'm like, we are not fucking tacky. That's I don't spend minutes in front of the computer putting out tacky. Yeah. And then I just realized like that was that co-host way of relating. I might've overreacted because I'm the most invested. I'm, listening to audio three times over and you just got to realize that people have their parts and you can't over expect somebody else to do something. Right. 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 
It's very important. Sometimes you got to realize that there's like like a leader in the group, the alpha in the group, you know what I mean? Like a wolf pack or whatever you want to compare it to or categorize it to, which is not bad by any means, you know, like in any other society, as far as animals or anything else, there's always like a hierarchy of things or whatever, where you're not going to not be in the family because you don't put in the same work, you know, you just... There's different results for different people. You know what I'm saying? So did you overreact or whatever? I wouldn't say that in specific because you truly from the heart felt a certain way about that situation. I'm arguing with artists and people and managers, promoters and stuff all the time to get my vision across and trying to hear their vision at the same time. Sometimes you got to just like sit back and, and just hear people out. You know what I'm saying? When I was younger, I probably didn't do that as much. I would just shun people out. Like, you know, you think like me, get out of here, man. But nowadays it's like, you want everybody to be successful. And, and sometimes if you just listen to the other party or hear where they were coming from, you might get a better gist or a better comprehension of what they were trying to say or what they were trying, what they meant by that, you know? So Yeah, it's almost like they didn't have the words to convey what they meant. And that was just the best that they picked. Facts. That's, that's what happens all the time. It happens all the time. But you will, I, I feel like, you know, as you grow and stuff, you will fall out of um, bonds and connections with certain people and, and with other people that will only grow stronger. You know, I've met people, I've met people a couple of weeks ago that I don't talk to already. And then I've had people that I've known for all my life that I still talk to, you know, and then vice versa, you know, like I have people that I've known all my life that I've fallen out with and we don't speak no more, you know what I'm saying? Which is, not like a beef or a problem or something, but our views fell out of line or arguments that we just can't really resolve no more, you know, things of that nature, you know, and, and, and it's not up to you to try to make it work for everybody, you know, you, you don't, you're not meant to mesh with everybody. You're not meant to blend with everybody. You know what I'm saying? You're meant to blend with the people and the products and the, and the energy that you're meant to mesh with, you know? So when you realize that, you realize that you're not it, out here living on earth to impress everybody you know you impress the people you impress and then that flourishes from there you know sure. now i was asking cam some questions to ask you because i did some research on my own but he told me you guys do a lot of work with the youth through yeah. cpr and tell us about that and kind of how did you get into that how has it grown to where it is now so i always feel like the youth or i feel like the kids period have a greater understanding of where the world is heading. You know what I'm saying? Or like the next gen, not to say that they know that because we're older and we've been through more and we like kind of know what's up. But as far as kids go, their minds are just untapped potential. You know what I'm saying? And you would never yeah. know what they'll be into. You know what I'm saying? Some kids just go to school and come home and don't know about like different sports or different activities or different things that they might just be interested in that they could be really good at. You know what I'm saying? So like on our Instagram and um, on our different social media pages, we work with different kids groups. I work with like the YMCA and stuff like that, where the YMCA has actually brought groups of kids in to the studio here. We've done things like put them in teams, like five and five or whatever. And one team makes a song, the other team makes a song and it's like a competition or like a battle for them or whatever the case is. And it's fun that the kids be interactive with each other and write their raps 
you know, and then we help them get in the studio and things like that. We host showcases pre-pandemic, pre-COVID-19, I guess you want to say. We used to have our own showcase that happened every three or four months where it was all ages. That was another thing I was told to ask about, too, is the showcases. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All ages showcase. It was like a, had a, it was in a movie theater. So people that had like music videos or images they wanted to promote. So big, all in the background, like a, right on the movie theater. Oh, that's got to look amazing. It was, it was cool as hell, you know? But unfortunately, because of the COVID and stuff, like not the movie theater shutting down itself, but audiences started dropping and it started getting all these regulations of six feet apart and you can only do this and do that so the person i was working with as far as at the movie theater they kind of like you know stopped that for right now and it's been like two years slow but i still attend open mics and showcases and and support the other promoters and shows that's out here because that's how i get the brand out here still and you know as far as marketing and things like that that's how i got to foxwoods and you know it's just my, my mind's always spiraling my mind's always here there everywhere so you know if we can always incorporate the youth and stuff like that like i said we'll do that you know what i mean i just like working with kids i like seeing them happy i like them running home and telling their older brother and sister that they were at the studio today because then that could turn around and get me a new session <laughs> new clients yeah because so. a lot of the times people might be into making music but you don't know where a studio is or you don't know how to get in there. But if you're getting brought in as a kid, you've at least got a contact where it's like, hey, where was that studio we went that day? Like, yeah. how can I get in touch with them? And it's just getting that ball rolling. And you could be igniting some creativity in somebody that writes a rap that day. Right. And then they go home going, that line wasn't right. Like, I can perfect that <laughs> line. For sure. And then you just lit a fire in their head that's going to create a whole career off of that that off just the, off of a little bit of assistance you know i feel like you know like i mentioned instagram and stuff and the youth really got that like under control like tiktoks instagrams and stuff like that i wouldn't even move as fast as i do on social media if i didn't have kids around to kind of keep me hip to what was going on you know i still been on facebook just trying to market my <laughs> all right we got it we got it they're like, nah, bro, Instagram, nah. After that, nah, bro, it's Snapchat. Nah, bro, it's TikTok. You feel me? So I stay hip to all the waves. I'm not the most popular on all these social sites, but I definitely keep up to date with them to know what's going on. And these kids that are going viral or kids that stream a lot and get this type of attention, all they got, all these other people, all their fans and viewers, all they got to do is see CPR in the background or the logo or whatever the case is. And these people getting thousands of views all of a sudden attached to CPR, a percentage of that new sessions. And I'm again, paying the rent. So I don't have no other job. You know what I'm saying? My only job is to do music. So every day I'm up early in the morning, I barely go to sleep. I'm just always thinking about what to do next to not to make the next dollar, but to stay above water and to stay successful doing what we're, what we're doing, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, you're living the dream right now. You're making a <laughs> living off of your art. And yeah, 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 a lot sure. of people would love to do it, but they almost don't trust life enough or they don't believe that it's like, I could do that. You know, it always, it'll feel like a hobby or feel like a dream. So to yeah. be making your living off of it has to feel wild. Yeah, for sure. I get to make my own schedule. That's probably the, the best part about all of this is that <laughs> I go on vacation when I want to and come back when i feel like it like i plan on going to dubai for my birthday this year so it just oh wow 
just go and do whatever you want to do without no hesitation, no hold bar. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, if, if you got the money to do it, like I make enough money so I can go do that. I'm not trying to live above my means or whatever. Dubai sounds absolutely crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm that li- sounds like an exotic vacation. Like <laughs> I'm convinced you got camel rides planned over there. To be honest with you, bro, that's, to be honest with you, that's all I actually want to do. You know what I'm saying? My girlfriend wants to go to Dubai. She's the one that likes to travel around the world. She kind of keeps me vacation savvy. You know what I'm saying? To, to say the least. You know, we've been to Jamaica and Mexico and all these random places, you know, just to have a good time. That's how I kick my feet up and uh, relax. Because, you know, if it's not that, it's always work, 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 work. You know, because I don't get no, um, let's see, I don't get no PTO. You know, I don't get no <laughs> health insurance through the job. I don't get like, you know, the, all that sick time and all that other stuff that most jobs can provide for you, 401ks and all that. I don't, I don't get none of that. So as a, as an artist or a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you have to realize that you're going to have to make a way for yourself and make these justify the, the means, make the means justify the ends, you know? So I had a couple other questions, but I got to cut a couple of them out because I just remembered, I believe camouflage referred that you went to full sale university. Yeah. That's where I went to school at. That's where I went to college at to get my music degree. Yeah. Now I got to ask about that because for everybody that watches this, that's wrestling fans, WWE NXT came out of full sale. I believe they broadcast out of there. So what is full sale like and did you have any crossover or any interaction not with wwe specifically but now that you mention it i definitely seen studios at full sale where they host espn slots they have different studios that's just very noted or like very popular in the sense that people ran out and used like even during my orientation they were shooting like some type of news thing where like you know where the people where the anchor and stuff like that they're at the desk and you got all the cameras on you yeah one camera to the next camera to the next camera you know full cell provides you all those different degrees as far as music video modeling production broadcasting all these different plethora of degrees and as far as being in the industry so being in your classes you would have to merge with different classes and different students i was always with graphic designers i was always with people that was making video games i was always people with like doing the sports center the espn stuff broadcasting i mean to say different things like that to you know and again that's how my that's how my skill sets kind of opened up to to different things you know as far as wwe i don't think i don't think i really bumped into that i'm not even sure if that's maybe like even like more of a newer segment that's there. Cause I was there in 2010 and 2011 and yeah, graduated in 2011. So maybe like if it was there, I just- It might've been coming in on the tail end of that then. Cause I don't know when they started there exactly. Yeah. And they're always expanding. So, I mean, full self, I were to go there right now, they probably got 25 more degrees that they didn't offer at the time that I graduated, you know, because they like the industry is always staying up to date with whatever's happening, you know, so there might be a degree now and specifically in like promoting and marketing and how to be good at that, you know what I mean? And teaching you about all these new social sites that people want to stay up to date to and stuff like that. And no more handing out CDs physically or uh, iPods. It's no more a thing. It's now streaming. Yeah. 
downloads. Who you know, they just want to keep you up to date. So I need to go it back. It sounds like it was an awesome practice. college experience, though, to yeah, be able was, to be in that diverse an environment. I I met a lot of people from there, from all over the world. I met a lot of people from within the country. You know, clearly, uh, you know, a lot of people they want to come to Full Sail and stuff like that. And Full Sail was really where I turned my hobby of making music as a passion into a business because I realized that I'm around a whole bunch of people that I just don't know and they don't know me either so I don't have to sit there and be like yo just come to my house and record in my closet here for absolutely nothing like nah I gotta pay this rent so you know what alright I'm charging a little bit of studio time here getting this trade for trade whatever the cases that help help my situation out and I started becoming very successful from, from that alone and I used to run around in full cell and run up on people when it is the full cell they'll give you laptops like when you when you get to full cell they'll literally give you a laptop give you a pair of headphones they give you like some programs and all that just so you like completely stop when you go to class like i don't know full cell got the money they if you could get there just go and do that you know what i'm saying they definitely hook you up but they definitely put it in your tuition so it's not like it's free you you pay pay for that you pay for that which i found out at the end but you know whatever but everybody, uh, they'll be sitting out in the hallways of the dorms and stuff and have they on their laptop and stuff. And back then, I used to run up on anybody and be like, hey, bro, you got you got Facebook or whatever? Like, this is when Facebook and, like, Twitter was a thing or whatever. And they're like, yeah, I got Facebook or whatever. But, like, yo, follow me, Connecticut People Records. You know, so I probably went from, like, 400 subscribers back then to, like, four or 5,000 just being at wow. really going hard. I never had such a big like surge in numbers and stuff like that. It's like, besides that point right there, like that really turned me business savvy to be like, yo, just go hard. Like, like act like you have no tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this is the last day to do this. Like you want everybody to know it. So when I realized that I didn't have no host bar cause I have no family out there. I was, I was by myself, you know? So like, I was really just coming up with my own plan. I just started being cool with people and was like, you know what, this, this could this could work. This could really work. You make your own little groups, your own cliques, you all hang out together and stuff. And I was clicking with everybody. So I was allowed to be in everybody's group and it didn't matter what they was doing or what they was about. I could I could fit in with them and just and vibe, you know. So full sale was definitely an experience. Met a lot of people, different backgrounds, different genres, different nationalities, all that. I even learned how to I even learned how different people talk from different areas, you know what I'm saying? Compared to like down south and like DC and California and Midwest, you know what I mean? Like people got different slangs and how they rap and how they talk and all that other stuff. It was like, it was real cool. It was a real good experience, you know? So I definitely, I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all. Now, before we get to talking about the big news here, you provided us with a couple songs. So the first song up is Spliffs. And what can you tell us about this song? I liked it. The nice laid back beat of it got me. And I was listening to it as I was prepping this morning and it got me in the mood. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Spliffs is is a mood type of track. Certain people that can relate with Spliffs, you know what I'm saying? They're just automatically like, wow, okay, this is... The sound makes me feel like I just want to be on in a spliffs type of in an environment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with that being said, it's like I made the beat, do all my own engineering and stuff like that. And I got this girl that I know, her name is Belle. She's got this nice, like soft, sweet voice. And um, I was like, you know what? I got the lyrics already written up and stuff like that, the hook and everything. I just need like a little addition, a little 
like a little spice to it just to make it stand out a little bit more. And I feel like, you know, she nailed it. So I was like, you know what? We're going to keep that. You're going to rock with that. And that's about it. But for people like listeners and stuff like that, none of these songs that I even sent to you, I believe today is like even available. Because me as an artist, I don't put my music out like that. So it's like people have to like ask me or like, yo, I heard this song, bro. Like, that's you. Da, 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 da. So I got to like, I got to do better with that because people like my music. So I, I dropped Vibe recently, probably like last month. And they're like, yo, that's a banger. Are you about to put out a tape? And da, 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 da. And I just feel like I'm so far, not so far past making tapes and stuff like that, but I'm working on making an artist blow up. So I don't really feel like the shine has to be on me and my rapping. I'm good at it. I know that. Like I'm, I could be like confident about that, but I just don't feel like I need to put that in the, in the limelight or put that up front. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm the man behind all the work that's coming out anyway. So <laughs> You know what I mean? If you hear that tag, that Connecticut people records, connect. You know what I mean? As soon as you hear that, that's from here. You know, that's for sure. One hundred percent. Now, guys, here's Spliffs. Give it to him. What'd you say? Whoa. I got you. Yeah. Whoa. One spliff, two spliffs, three spliffs. Oh, we getting lit. Set one spliff, two spliffs, three spliffs. Oh, we getting lit. Woo! Cheer! I see ya, I see ya. Fine, Mama Sita. Allow me, nice to meet ya. A slice from the pizzeria. It's nothing that's on me. Sorry if I ask you this question and it's a long reach. But if I gave you the time, if I gave you the money, if I gave you attention, would you ignore me? If I gave you my all, would you support me? Or do you want more and that's not good enough? Can you answer me that? I mean you mad when I call, you don't answer me back. I'm trying to talk to you. But sometimes I have a hard time expressing myself. I know that. I know that. I wanna work on it. But working on anything, I do better when I'm alone. Is it a win-win? Feel like a lose-lose, depending how you look at it. Catch 22 before they do the black magic. You a star, but you gotta recognize when it dawn on your past the J. Baby. One spliff, two spliffs, three spliffs. Oh, we getting lit. One spliff, two spliffs, three spliffs. Oh, we getting lit. In the groove with the crew No one can tell us what to do We on the move, ain't got a clue Just what we doing, just what we doing Said he had a one spliff Two spliff, three spliff We spliff, off rip Conference, and baby you could double dip Like a wig, show me what you working with Working with One spliff, two spliffs, three spliffs Oh, we getting lit One spliff, two spliffs, three spliffs. Oh, we getting lit. Uh. One spliff, two spliffs, 
the song so the next song we got up is vibe you released this recently and if you want to check this out it's available on apple music as well as the formula ep by connecticut people records you can stream music it is one way of getting it but you had a post up recently on your facebook and it's kind of something i always think about that like support the artist if you can buy the music from the artist but obviously they'll be happy if you hear them anywhere but right. it is a business and if you can support the music that means so much to the artist so tell us about vibe and kind of tell us about your thoughts on you know supporting music okay for sure like vibe is a nice freely like nice dance song nice like caribbean Afrobeat vibe like i mean the song's called vibe but i'm gonna use vibe as a description too like it has that essence to it where you want to get up and dance and things like that my real dilemma i was having a little while ago with the music was i i'm investing and a lot of money, investing a lot of money into the studio equipment and making sure these mixes are coming out good and, you know, all that other stuff. And I, I ran into a bump in the road where I started debating, like, is it really the quality? Is it really quality equipment that makes the music sell or is it more or less the vibe? Like, is it just how a song can make you feel, you know? So... I have two studios, two studios in this room. I have a studio that's behind me that you're gonna see, and I have a studio B in the same location. You know what I mean? I have like two setups here. One, one was my home studio, and then this one is my brand new studio. Like, I don't know if I can show you. That's studio B over that way. Oh, nice. It's my wall. So there, over there, there's a microphone, an iMac, speakers, the whole shabam. And then I got my studio A right here. And I told myself like, what is, if, if people don't know the difference and I recorded in the old studio, would that like not have the same effect as how we're putting out all this new music with all this expensive sound behind it? And that's how I created Vibe. Honestly, I just went to the old booth and just recorded it on my own time. When one day I was bored, you know, just to just to do it. And when I started giving it to people for them to hear it, they were like, yo, this is one of the best songs I ever heard. Like, what made you create this? Like, how, how did you make this? <laughs> da, 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 da. Then I started telling people, like, I did that in the old in the old studio. And they were like, no, you didn't. Mm. No, you didn't. That, that doesn't that doesn't sound like it's from the new studio, uh, from the old studio. Da, 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 da. I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you. You know, my mixing and all that other stuff was always up to par. So the, the mixing wasn't like always the mixing wasn't questionable. It was the simple fact that my old studio only provided a certain level of quality before it was like competing with big studios wouldn't match. You know what I'm saying? Because they would have yeah. all these things that I just couldn't provide, you know? So now that I got all this new equipment and I can match the big studios and stuff, it's almost like a placebo. That's 
that's what it came, that's what this record came out like, like a placebo. You know what I'm saying? People were like, this sound like the best. And then you would have thought I was on the Neumann mic and Studio A and long hours of mixing this joint and all this other stuff. And really, I sat down in a chair and put the microphone just to my face and actually freestyled the record. Like I, I freestyled slash punched it in. All my songs I usually write, okay? Like I sit down, I listen to the beat, I'm writing it out, I'm rewording getting stuff correct. This one, I just sat down, put the mic next to me and I was like, it's all the vibe. Stop, what's the next, what's the next line gonna be? Dun, 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 dun. You know what I mean? And I just punched in the next line and stopped and listened to it again. And it's like, what would you say next? And I punched in the next line until I finished the whole beat. You know what I'm saying? It probably took about an hour or two. It was probably one of my more like longer studio sessions, but clearly it came out as something that everybody adores, everybody likes. So that's what I realized that it's not necessarily about the equipment. It's more about the artist and the love or the feelings and emotions they're putting into the song. You know what I'm saying? I have a lot of people that have thousands and shoot millions of followers on Instagram and stuff like that. And sometimes their records don't come out as up to par or as bumpy or as meaningful feeling as maybe some other records or whatever. And I think it's now that I realize it, it's just because of the attitude people have in the music when they decide to make it, you know? And that was a big check mark for me to realize that. You know, so now I'm like super secure with myself knowing that the mixes that we put out is top notch and what they're supposed to be. And to the point, even to the point of my defense that I could do the same thing in the old studio now. <laughs> People don't even know the difference because everybody just relates everything off the big studio. You yes. know, it's a wild thing. That, right, right. It's almost like it, it's almost hard for me to fathom that because without the big studio without me having the big studio and all i had was the old studio i guarantee you if i made vibe at the same time it wouldn't have the same reaction you know what i'm saying i think all the clout behind it and all the people we have working with us now and all that other stuff it made it that much easier for people to believe like yo that's a million dollar sound right there you know all i had to, all i had to do was slightly like it just kind of like it just let it catch. You know what I'm saying? And after that, it's going to spread like wildfire. You know? 100% so that now. Apple Music says this thing was released in October, but I want everybody to listen to it right now because this is a straight up summer anthem. I feel <laughs> like this could be the song of 2022. I think so. <laughs> I think so. But guys, here is Vibe. It's all the vibe. Let's get it. It's all fine. 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 Yeah, it's all fine. It's all fine. Yeah, it's all fine. Shorty, it's a fine. She hit me all the time. Little shorty, she fiend for me. And she let me know when she dream of me. She got me losing my mind She be telling me, let me show you the signs Baby, I know you mind Baby, why would I switch up? Cause you a dime, yeah It's all the fire 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 Yeah, it's all the fire It's all the fire Yeah, it's all the fire It's all the fire it's all the fun. It's all the fun. It's all the fun. 
It's all about It's all about Yeah, it's all about It's all about Yeah, it's all about I love it when you're free from me Baby, you could just have whatever you need from me I got the pussy wet up like I'm in the sea, mommy You a, you a dick like disease, mommy You love anything that I could freeze You're such a tease I up the VVs Then flamed up the chichi, yeah It's all about it's all about, it's all about, it's all about, it's all about, yeah, it's all about, it's all about, yeah, it's all about, 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 Nice. Now, we saved this for the last spot. This is some news that you just recently released, and I think it's huge. How did you get this? exclusive and official promoting in foxwoods and tell us all about it you gotta just have to be good at networking that's all it really comes down to you gotta be good at networking you gotta be good at branding and you just wanna you know you wanna look out for all the opportunities that you see presented to you you know and i go to the, the, the i go to the casino a lot and i always was going up and down the tanger outlets and stuff like that and they have boards and these billboards and advertisements where it's just like, yo, feel free to call us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't think people like take advantage of things when they see things as an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So I was there one day and I saw it and I said, you know what? Let me just just call them, you know? And sure enough, when I called them, I started talking to the owner of the Tanger of Outlets out in North Carolina. And they were giving me like an interview to see if I like fit the, I guess maybe their image or like you know their branding and how they sponsor stuff because i don't think they just want to put anything in foxwoods like that like i think you got to have like some type of image or some type of look that would fit with them you know what i mean so i had to really get in detail of what the studio does how long we've been open had to give them like my ein which is like a it's like your business social security and stuff like that so all this stuff has to be like extra legit you can't just be in foxwoods and just give them some money and think they're gonna put you in there so you gotta have your paperwork right from there they gave me like a like some options on how i could advertise or you know merge with them and i i chose my i chose my option pretty much and i got a contract with them now you know right now is is right now it's month to month as far as how the marketing goes and i want to do like a contract with them where i probably just be in there permanently you know so if i feel like if the business is going well enough and i'm drawing in more sessions because of this marketing like i ask people like hey how'd you hear about us whatever you know they'd be like yo uh in foxwoods or something you know i know that it's it's working and i'll do more business with them you know, like I had plans on making two or three fly or banners to go around Foxwoods or even actually open up a location in Foxwoods. But I would need another engineer. I would need some more people as employees and things like that. So there's a lot of money and a lot of other things that come involved with it. I'm like a one man band trying to do this whole 
thing here. So I just do what I can, you know. So I don't want to like jump ahead of the jump ahead of the gun, you know what I'm saying? And try to like do too much more than I could bite off more than I can chew. Yeah. So I'm gonna do one thing at a time, you know. So I'm gonna see how this works. I think this is a beautiful idea. Everybody seems to love it. It's getting a lot of responses on like social media and stuff like that. And I think it'll work, you know. I've been telling people that if you're able to get to the location and like take a picture in front of the sign or something and post us and tag us, there's things you got to do. Like, like get to the picture, take a picture with it, tag us in it, which would help us on whoever's pages that is promoting it. And we'll give them a discount the next time they have a studio session, you know? So I'll provide things that will be incentives for people to help me out, get my bigger picture accomplished, if that makes sense, you know? A hundred percent. It's like we talked about earlier to kind of bring it full circle here is it's almost like that mutual using, if you want to put it in a, that you know, in a dirty form, but it's like, <laughs> just get my man's logo in there. Get it out as far as your social media goes, and that's the key to it. That's and it's it. all about promotion. You want your logo seen. Like, I wanted to be sure to throw you up here in the backdrop, but you guys will notice up in that corner, we got that working fans logo. And it's yeah. all about like you want that pr cross branding. Now, I told you we would go 20, 30 minutes tops, but like a lot of these music podcasts tend to go. It was such a fun discussion that we've gone almost an hour. So if I can end with <laughs> whatever it you... It doesn't even feel like it, bro. It just, we just no, and that's why I always give like that disclaimer of we go about this time, but it's like when we have fun, you just you lose track of it. But let's end on the important stuff. Where can people find you and what would you like to promote? Oh, cool, cool. So you can find us anywhere via social media at Connecticut People Records. If you Google us, you know, type in Connecticut People Records or number one recording studio. See what happens. <laughs> Some people told me that would pop up. If you put a number one recording studio in Connecticut, we show up along with a, a list of other studios. So just to know that we've made it there or whatever, like the cases, like on Google, that just, it's a proud moment. It's proud. And other than that, you know, I'm always promoting the brand itself, the artists that I'm working with. Always make sure you stay hip to our YouTube, stay hip to our Instagram page, because that's where a lot of the current movements and current activities and events and stuff is always being displayed at. And yeah, I mean, if anybody's looking for studio time, you know, you could reach me on Instagram personally, uh, youngdcpr, Y-U-N-G. DCPR, feel free to leave me an email or DM or something like that. Other than that, yeah, just just stay hip to everything Connecticut People Records. It's bigger than me. It's about the brand, so you know what I mean? And y'all keep watching out for producer Joe. You know what I'm saying? And actually, one question I forgot to ask you because sure. I got so caught up in the full sale is, and don't worry, everybody, all the links are in the description. We got music videos for you in the description. But tell us about some of the artists that you work with over at Connecticut People Records, some of the other people we can keep an eye out for, and we'll go out on that. Oh, for sure, for sure. I do have about 10 artists that signed with us under our like artist development program slash management program. So those artists in specific will be like um, Quan Da Don. If y'all look up Quan Da Don, Q-U-A-N-D-A, 
Don, Quan the Don, Awal the General, Savvy, Bell. That's the girl that was on the Spliffs record. All these people have projects that's currently out, that's available to stream and download and all that type of stuff that you would want to keep up with them. And besides the artists that I work with on a day-to-day basis, this is a recording studio. So, I mean, I have sessions all day long with multiple different types of artists. So I think the best thing people could do is for now on, if they're listening to local artists or local music, if you happen to hear, like I said, that tag, that Connecticut People Records tag, you will know for sure that that record was uh, created and produced and recorded over here at, at this at this location, you know? So I feel like that itself is kind of spreading, becoming very broad as well. So it's like, it's not just a local or just a Hartford thing or just a, a Norwich, Colchester, New London thing. It's like, it's all over. You know, you could hear that in, in Texas somewhere. I got people sending me music from and stuff. So, you know, I just... Just just be on the lookout for everything Connecticut People Records. Once we blow up, we're going to come back to you, Joe, and tell you thank you for, you know, giving us a shot on your podcast and seeing how we can help you out, you know, unless you already did before us. If you already make it to the top before us, you know? Oh, 100%. Thank you for being on. And if we have any music creating fans that want to get into a studio, hit my guy here up at Connecticut People Records, and he will help make it happen. For sure, for sure. Stay blessed and shout out to everybody that was watching us today. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 